Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Georgia National Guard Fence Post Podcast, where our goal is to flatten communications and bring us all together as one. I'm your host, Tiffany Irene Kulabali of the Public Affairs Office, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Work for Warriors Georgia as they discuss the many benefits of their program and how they educate, assist, and connect our military personnel with the experience to advance their civilian careers. Today we'll be talking about resume building, career guidance, employer connections, hiring events, and workshops that are designed especially for you. Hi everyone, I am Captain Bree Ann Ankenman. I am the Deputy Chief for the Georgia National Guard Military Family Support Branch, and I am also a company commander. My name is Lacey Turner, and I'm the Program Director of Work for Warriors Georgia, and I've been a part of the program since its inception in 2012. My name is Jordan Trent. I'm the marketing director for Workforce Georgia, and my job is to tell as many people about us as possible. So tell us about, you know, Work for Warriors Georgia, Lacey. So Work for Warriors Georgia is actually housed in the Military Family Support Branch of the Georgia National Guard. We are a free employment assistance program that provides a variety of different services, such as career counseling, job search assistance, resume writing interview, interview skill prep, application assistance, connect job seekers with employers. And one of the coolest features about our program is that we're actually integrated into the Guard and have direct access to service members. We have 10 team members located throughout Georgia at armories in Gainesville, Augusta, Savannah, Columbus, Kennesaw, Metro, and South Atlanta and coming. And we utilize industry-leading technology to improve the speed to service for our 2,600 candidates and our 920 employers to meet workforce demands. How does someone become eligible to, to be a part of the program? So we're actually a, um, a program that benefits service members, veterans, retirees, reservists, and their family members, regardless of branch. So Air Force is welcome, Space Force, Coast Guard, anybody in the military community, um, they just register on our website at workforwarriorsga.org. And like Lacey said, we have regionally located um, employment coordinators uh, that will reach out to you within 72 hours. So it's a pretty easy process. Just go on our website. Well, that's good to know. Uh, I, I know myself, I didn't, I didn't know that. So I'm sure our listeners will be happy to hear it. Um, how often, speaking of that, how often do soldiers or airmen ask you about the program? So every time we brief, we have a handful that will come up to us afterwards and ask questions, uh, get a little more information. On a personal level, every single drill, I've had someone come up to me and say, hey, ma'am, um, do you have any information on Work for Warriors? I have someone who's looking for employment, or I'll have a colleague come up and say, hey, I have this great company. How do I link them up with you so we can get um, jobs for our soldiers? So tell me, um, what is one thing you wish you knew about the program that you know now that you didn't know back then? I just wish it. I knew it existed in general. Um, as a new platoon leader, I really didn't know much of what the Georgia National Guard offered. I was only given information like Military Family One Source from basic training and from OCS. And so when I got to my unit, um, I noticed that there was something wrong with one of my soldiers. I asked what was going on, and they told me that they were going through some financial struggles. And I felt a little bit like a failure as a leader because the only thing I could offer them was um, military one source. Um, now having this information, it would have just changed it drastically. I think um, on a readiness aspect as a leader, we can be um, ready on our battle drills all day long. But if we're not 
ready on a mental level back home, our formation isn't deployable. So we have to like fix it at the core. And so going back to the the question I was thinking about earlier about um, locally, or do you all assist uh, uh, the community? And if they want to transition to other states, do you do any of that kind of thing? If they want to find a job in another state, do you partner with other states at all? At the national level, Workforce Georgia has similar programs in California, Nevada, Washington, Texas, Arizona, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Oregon, Ohio, and Indiana. Obviously, our goal is to maintain the readiness of the formation. You know, that's why the, that's why we get paid. Um, like Tag always likes to say, uh, you know, 28 days out of the month, uh, a service member is going to be living and working in their own community, and the guard's going to come third place behind their family, their civilian employer, and then then there's the guard. So um, though we want to keep everybody in the state, and Georgia has a ton of jobs to offer, and, you know, we're growing in uh, – employment opportunities every day. Uh, if a service member's life takes them to another state, um, you know, if the guard does well by them, the intent is for them to actually, tr you know, IST to another state and serve in that, you know, National Guard unit effectively. So um, we do help uh, them transfer to other states uh, or we do uh, work across state lines with other um, organizations. Some of our uh, employers are national organizations, uh, but ideally we'd keep them here. And talking about employers, um, how do you all retain your employers or how do the employer relationship come about? And, and um, what do employers even give you all um, kind of like recommendations or, uh, you know, tips and tricks on how to get, you know, your people in and things like that? So I, we work real closely with a variety of different employers. A lot of times they come to our website at workforwarriorsga.org to register on our website. And then once they register, we learn about their hiring needs. We learn really what it's like actually to be an employee. You know, what are the demands? What are the progression tracks, the benefits? Really, what exactly a day-to-day -day, um, employee of that company will look like? And then once we have all that information, we go through our database and screen our candidates, make sure they have the qualifications, make sure we ask the questions, for instance, do they have transportation, do they have childcare, are they able to start, are they able to travel, really whatever the qualifications are for that job. So we speed up the process for the employer. Um, by asking all those questions, then we refer the candidate over to the employer with the hope that it'll be a match, um, that the employer will want to hire that service member and or family member and go from there. And actually, to date, we've assisted over 2,300 um, service members and family members obtain employment. I was just about to ask that, the success rate. Is that just for the year? or That's actually total. And um, by utilizing our program, actually, we just had a study on our program. Candidates reported a 79% improvement in their financial situation and a 90% decrease in their stress level as well. Do you also train the uh, military personnel on how to transition into those roles and, and things like that? There are a lot of programs out there that claim to connect service members to employment. So ours is different in that we develop a deep relationship with these employers because the intent, like I said, is to keep service members in the guard and to make sure they have a healthy 
you know, work-life balance. Um, so we vet these employers before we even send any of our candidates to them. And in that vetting process, we make sure that it's a safe, good environment with room to grow. Um, you know, they pay a living wage and, um, we get all those details from this employer. So when we connect a service member to them, uh, it not only helps the service member, but it helps that employer. Um, our employment coordinators are what we would call a full desk. So they don't just write resumes. They don't just uh, make hiring decisions. And they don't just send candidates off to you know employers that might match their needs. They really truly understand the workforce needs in every location. So that way, when they do connect a service member, it lowers the employer's turnover rate. Um, again, it's a free service. So that employer ideally would hire a, a really qualified candidate that meets their, you know, that meets their needs. And on your question about, you know, military skills that, that they bring to an employer, um, we help anybody from E1 to, you know, 06, 07 and higher. So um, there is no uh, rank you know, discrimination in there. Some of the skills that you gain in your service are not necessarily hard skills like a certification or something very specific that an employer needs, but in building that relationship with the employer, oftentimes we can uh, let that hiring manager know that, hey, we have a candidate that we also have a relationship with that is, is a really good fit for this particular uh, job acquisition, but they might not have the very specific skills that you're looking for. But in the military, you know, you bring organization, time management, certain leadership capabilities, and just general exposure that you've gained. Um, you know, oftentimes uh, service members gain more exposure than maybe their peers in their age group. So um, we're able to use that relationship to really land a good candidate in a good role. And also in the civilian world, uh, when people transition from the military life to the civilian world, there is a, a level of expectations that are there. And we help that service member uh, manage those expectations, positive and negative. So um, oftentimes people think that they're underqualified, but in reality, they're, they're really, really highly qualified. I mean, uh, being a service member in the Guard, you know, I, know, I know PFCs with master's degrees. So oftentimes they're, they're really qualified in their, you know, in their job search. So we, we help them uh, gain that confidence and we really workshop with them to uh, find the right fit for them. One of the cool ways that we help our um, service members obtain employment is we look to identify um, gaps in military experience and civilian. For instance, one of our team members actually figured out how to bridge the gap between admin service members who that's their specialty in the military and the civilian equivalent. And we worked with the Society for Human Resource Management of Georgia, which is also known as SHRM Georgia, to help identify the necessary skills to become SHRM um, qualified in the civilian world. So we hosted a cohort actually of service members and brought all in Sherm Georgia and figured out how exactly to utilize military benefits. By utilizing military benefits, we'll be able to help these um, service members actually gain the civilian equivalent. So when they are looking for a job, they can actually go straight from their um, M-Day position to a position that will pay them more and have a greater um, future success. And actually, as a result of initializing this cohort, we, Sherm Georgia, will be nominating Workforce Georgia for the Pinnacle Award, which is a huge award for the Sherm community that um, recognizes innovative programs 
that have been created throughout the U.S. And this is one cool program that hopefully we'll see what happens um, and if we actually get the Pinnacle Award. So um, human resources is just one of the many career paths that people like to go down. So uh, in our experience, we've seen that you know, a lot of first sergeants, readiness NCOs, or, you know, company commanders, they, they have a great level of, you know, people management. That's what we do in, you know, in the NCO core or in the officer realm, you know, we, where there's a lot of admin stuff that goes on there. Um, the transition into the civilian world, um, you really need certifications. So, um, we've, like Lacey said, we've identified one of the certification routes that people can go down. We are starting a cohort, so be on the lookout for that in the uh, start of 2023. If you want to get in on that, um, you know, your some of your military benefits can pay for it. Um, but we're not stopping there. So um, in 2023, we have uh, goals of having more symposiums. Uh, we recognize similar gaps in the cyber uh, career field, in the um, you know, mechanical technician career fields, there's ASE certifications, then there's, in the IT world, there's various, you know, cybersecurity um, certifications that you can get. So we're, we're continuously trying to figure out how we can really effectively bridge that gap and efficiently uh, get as many of these service members hired as possible with the qualifications that, that they need and the qualifications that an employer needs. So what would you say a good base salary is that you try to achieve for your candidates when you connect them with employers? Ideally, we shoot for that target range of $50,000 a year. Um, but in every career field, there are people that make a ton of money. So, um, you know, there are, we have jobs in construction, we have jobs, pro, uh, project managers, we have IT, all of those, there's somebody out there making over $100,000 a year. So um, if, if a service member needs a certain level of income, then that's part of the discussion that we have with them. If they want $100,000 a year, um, in a career field that it would be very difficult to get that, we don't stop them. We just figure out the pathway for them to get to that point. Or we encourage them to go another route that that maybe they haven't thought of. You know, I before I started in this role, uh, I thought there were lawyers, doctors, uh, construction workers, and everybody else. But now I know that there's thousands of jobs out there that, um, that the quality of life ranges and you know, if, if, if you're a service member or a veteran or a family member and you need a certain quality of life, sometimes that plays a role into what job you might look for. Yeah. And do you all work with uh, other departments like Department of Labor in order to get those statistics? Yeah. So actually, one of the cool things that we do in addition to working with employers is we create relationships with Georgia County Chambers of Commerce, veterans programs, local and state agencies, civic organizations, development authorities throughout the state, and other military-related organizations to inform everybody about our program. And we actually work really closely with the Georgia Department of Labor to really learn about like the commute pattern, um, the unemployment or employment um, rate within a county and really what we can do to help the chambers of commerce to support the businesses that are part of those chambers so really we learn and we try to hone in on the skills needed for that county so basically we can support the workforce demands um, of every single county throughout the state as much as we can do you think that there's and that's why we do this podcast to flatten those communications but what do you think uh, about like, the company commanders you know the, the information trickling down how do you feel? Is it spreading good enough for you all? I mean, I know that's your your job, Jordan. Well, now I'm on the hot seat. Um, <laughs> no, I think uh, at this point we've uh, tr done our best to interject um, by br by briefing RSP. We are there every single year at the uh, 
we'll call it the SRP, but it's the soldier readiness processing, um, every year at Fort Stewart or Clay National Guard Center. I'm sure you've all seen us. Uh, and then we also brief the retirement, uh, briefs. We go out to units. Um, I mean, we've been around, so, uh, I think at this point, most people know about us. And, you know, when we do briefs, we'll ask, Hey, who's heard about us? And a couple of years ago, not everybody raised their hand, but now everybody's paying attention. They raise their hand. And, uh, that, that makes me pretty proud. And I know that our employment coordinators, they've been doing a really good job of, uh, really being a, um, a face at the armories that they are responsible for because they, so they work alongside of uh, the SFRS team. So if you, have the contact for the SFRS, um, soldier family, uh, readiness specialist, uh, at, at your, at your unit. Um, they work hand in hand with our employment coordinators. So, uh, yeah, I think over the last few years, we've done a really good job getting down to the unit level where, you know, where the rubber meets the road. So ma'am, tell us how can leaders help you communicate your message about the program more effectively? Well, personally, I would like to have more opportunities to brief at the pre-command courses and the platoon level courses because that's where it starts at that company level. And I think it's beneficial to have uh, our signage in all of the armories and have brochures in your commander's notebook. Um, it's just an excellent tool to have at hand at all times. So I'd like to add to that too. So we don't necessarily need a, a formal briefing opportunity to go out into the units. You know, we have business cards and it's 2022, almost 2023. So we can always go in there. You know, sometimes we found success bringing employers to a unit. Um, just around lunchtime, we go talk to everybody. Uh, and oftentimes soldiers will, you know, come out of the woodworks, maybe offline and talk to these employers or talk to the employment coordinator. So um, for the uh, company commanders and, you know, any any soldier, because we're all leaders, uh, just keep our, you know, keep our name front of your mind. And if you see a buddy who might need some help, um, oftentimes people won't self-report that they're looking for work, especially some of these commanders, you know? Um, so if you, if you see that one of your buddies needs a job or if they're not happy in their job or, you know, if they need some more money, um, send them our way. Even if they have a job, we can always help improve you know we always try to improve our foxhole so that's awesome so is there anything additional you you want to add before we, we close out here well going into next year um like i said we are going to start running some more symposiums like we had the sherm hr symposium so look forward to that we're going to post it on our website and on our uh, social media how you can get involved and get your certification so ma'am how can someone contact you from a commander's perspective how can they reach out to you well, I am on the first floor um, up at JFHQ on uh, Clay National Guard, um, or you can reach me on my email, b-r-e-a-n-n dot r dot ankenman, a-n-k-e-n-m-a-n dot mil at army dot mil. Um, I am always willing to sit down with any um, company commanders or platoon leaders who just want to get this information so that they can help their soldiers. Yeah, so job seekers and employers can learn more information about our program and actually register for our services at www.workforwarriorsga.org and follow us actually on social media at W4WGA. So that's all social media handles as well. Thank you all again for tuning in to another episode of the Georgia National Guard Fence Post Podcast. We have a new episode that comes out every first Friday of the month. It's available on all streaming platforms such as Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and also be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can just search for Georgia Guard and you can find us there.